Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you're listening to this the day after, it is the Strickland Podcast Network. Knicks lose 119 to 108 to the Philadelphia 76ers in Philadelphia. <laughs> man, do we really have to talk about this game? Oh, uh, man. How many times have you heard the Knicks couldn't figure out a second half zone? Yeah, I mean, you got a 30 ball from Brunson, a 30 ball from Randall. And, you know, Knicks had a, a, a 12, 13 point lead in this game. They had, they had multiple points in this game where they had the lead. Um, and they just could not get it done due to multiple factors, including a lot that has to do with, like, a lot of the other guys not really just, like, showing up as much as they did the other days. Um, and, you know, the coach. I mean, I would push back on that because I feel like, RJ gave you the production that Fournier did and quickly obviously gave you the production that McBride did. Like they had enough to win this game. They just mental errors, lack um lack of adjustments from our coach, one egregious blunder in the third quarter in particular that led to a six point swing. Uh but we can we'll talk about it, we'll discuss it. Um yeah. So um yeah. Um I don't even know where to start, honestly. <laughs> like the Knicks, they they came out super strong in this game. They look like a team that, you know, actually got some decent rest with um with the 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 20 point explosion in the first quarter by Jalen Brunson. I mean, he looked like he was about to go off for 50 today. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, I just don't know. Yeah, they like he had twenty points in the first quarter, and then they kind of just slowed him down, and he had ten points for the rest of the game. Which is funny because like he started off the third quarter pretty solidly too, so it was just like, and then when he didn't have it going, Randall had it going in the third quarter. Um, yeah, it was just for the first two and a half quarters of this game, the, the Knicks were just rolling, like they were absolutely rolling. Sixers couldn't do anything. And B was going off, but like no other Sixer could do anything. And then uh Harding drives for a layup. Hardstein gives it up. They go. Uh they score. And then RJ tries to end bomb the ball. He That's when it. the collapse started. Yep. He passes it past Brunson's hands. Maxi steals it. Maxi hits the three. They have a 5 0 run. It leads to, I believe, an 11 to 11 0 run. And then the Sixers take the lead in the third quarter. The Knicks take the lead back for a little bit. And then the Sixers basically just rain hellfire from three in the fourth quarter. And that kind of spells the game. Yeah, once Maxi hit that three, I was like, oop. Oh, yep. here comes. I was like, Knicks game starting right now. Here comes yep. the Knicks. You, like, you can always tell when the Knicks are going to, like, you know no, when was, they lost all momentum. Like, you just, like, you could see it in their faces. You could see it in Thibs. Like, 
Thibs, he just like started flailing his arms as soon as that play yeah. happened. And I was like, oh, yeah, we lost this game. If Maxi misses it. that three, they, they probably win that game. But the fact that Maxi hit that three, and they basically such went a backbreaker. Like, they went from like an 11 point lead to a five point lead, like that. The game just went to shit. Because I was like, oh, well, now we have to play keep up. And then they just came out and they were flat. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. I don't. This team, it, this team manages to break my brain every single time. Even though I know what I'm getting into, um, with this team. But yeah, I mean, it, along with that stretch right there, the beginning of the fourth quarter where RJ is running with the bench unit, that is another stretch of the game that kind of like basically killed the team. Because not only was it the zone that was like killing us, it was we were getting nothing offensively. So. Dibs had to bring back guys really quickly. Like guys didn't get a chance to rest on the bench. Yep, because um, JB and, they, um, they, they insist on running RJ with this bench unit. It makes no sense. I get you want to get a creator rest. He's not good enough to insulate those lineups, man. Like he just does not provide enough to those lineups. He is. He is I mean, it, it's like it, with with his, with his production in those lineups. It's like a it's like a night by night thing. Like. It's like you don't know which night it's going to be like he's producing with the bench and what night it's going to be like a bad performance like tonight. I mean, tonight he put up like he put up pretty solid numbers, but like when he was out there with the bench, it was like there was nothing going for him or the rest of the guys on the team. I mean, Obi and Deuce didn't have it going today. Um, Quickly, he, he had it going, but like, how much how much are we really going to keep relying on quickly i know we just got josh hart in the trade which we will probably we will probably talk about because we didn't get to give our full opinions during the live streams that occurred over the various past days um and you know hart will help with some type of bench production but he's not really the big scorer that you know that i was hoping for um but we'll get into that later um but yeah i mean there's only so much you can rely on from this bench um they're very inconsistent um this whole team is like extremely inconsistent i mean you kind of know what you're going to get on a nightly basis with jb and and randall but everyone else is a wild card like grimes some nights he'll hit like three or four threes and then he'll give you nights like tonight where you know he can't hit shit so it's just like with this team you're really just like rolling the dice with everyone else um and you're just hoping that you know Yep, it's ah, uh, it's a head scratcher, man. It's just, it's just unfortunate that like you go watch this team just self destruct in real time, and then like you just see that they're not gonna fix anything. They're just gonna keep ramming their head into the wall. I just, I don't get it. Uh, well, I get it, but the problem is I shouldn't have to get it because this coach doesn't make it easy. And I, I want to push back on people, um, people on Twitter. They're saying like, "Oh, you know, people are blaming RJ for his loss." I don't think anyone's really blaming RJ for the loss. Like, um, I, at least I don't think any rational people are blaming him for the loss. Like, this loss was on Thibs and a lot of the other role players as much as it was on um, 
RJ as well as much as it was on, you know, our usual fourth quarter antics um with playing, you know, ISO ball um and stuff like that. But um I don't even I mean, think it was ISO ball. Like I think they moved the ball decently well. The problem was the guys who you expect to try to hit shots don't hit shots. And then like Grimes was all four from three tonight. At that point he just wanted to, he didn't he just stopped shooting. Like Grimes gets to a point sometimes where like he just wants to drive. And and that's what Thibs is ingrained in these guys because it's like get to the rim, get to the rim, get to the rim, get to the rim. I just it also doesn't help that like this team, I think what quickly got a turnover at one point. I think the game was still managed, but quickly got the turnover. RJ is leading the fast break, and instead of throwing it underneath the hoop to Hart for a wide open dunk, he passes it to Jalen Brunson, who immediately just has to like fill the corners. And then the Sixers are able to get back on defense. So it's just like, what the hell is he doing out there? I just, you paid, like, he has the most guaranteed money on the team. And for some reason, his brain just does not work when you want it to. And, like, yeah, he had a good shooting game, but, like, I I don't care. I, I do not care. I just look at him and I go, another game with four turnovers. He leads the team in turnovers. He had a third of the team's turnovers today. Um, Lazy-ass rebounding. The defense was spotty as usual. And I hate the fact that I have to say that as usual, but it's the case. I just... He lost Georges Niang a bunch. Um, yeah, and that's there. that's also like... They that's the thing. That's the thing. He loses a bunch of shooters. He gets caught napping off ball. And it's like, there's a reason why they got Josh Hart. And the reason why they got Josh Hart is number nine. Yeah, shore up some of the defense that we lost on the wing. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not fully blaming the loss on him. I mean, there's a ton of factors in the comments and, and we'll we'll get to all those as we you know continue to discuss um tonight's loss i mean tonight turned into like it started out as going to be like one of the like better wins of the season and you know you had people on twitter and rightfully so at the moment saying you know hey we could go toe to toe with anyone in the east especially you know the way the east is looking now after you know all these trades have gone down um and like we're in every game. It's just the fact that we have these collapses that happen. Um, and one of those factors for those collapses is just like the staggering of Julius and, and Brunson. I feel like I'm not even trying to defend Dibs here because I don't even like him, but I feel like he's also he his brain just like goes into survival mode once he sees that like the bench isn't like really producing as much as he wants it to, or at least as much as it like should that he just throws out Jalen and, 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 and Randall together without, you know, allowing them to get proper rest. Um, But yeah, I mean, the bench guys just didn't produce and, you know, that was the difference between this game and, um, what was that game the other day that we played on ESPN? Sixers. 
Oh, that was the Sixers. Man, that that felt like a, like two weeks ago. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the difference between, you know, this game and that other Sixers game is the bench just giving us production. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Tyrese Maxey went off today. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that didn't happen in the last game as well. Um, and, you know, the defense was was I mean, the defense was bad on Maxey, but like Maxey also just hit like a bunch of tough shots as well. So it's just like whatever. At that point, like you can't really get mad at like who was defending him. Um, he just hit tough shots, and that's what Tyrese Maxey does sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a bunch of stuff that you know continue to happen in Knicks games. Um, that's 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 the main reason why I want us to get someone like a Gary Trent Jr. to you know give us some added bench scoring. Um, don't get me wrong, I do love the Josh Hart um addition because he does also um bring qualities that we do need in terms of defense um versatility rebounding 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 is a huge one but yeah um i i would have loved if we could have got you know gary trent jr as well who knows what the axing price was on him because you know the raptors they 17 first rounders the way messiah was moving at the deadline Honestly, this guy's a madman the way he was asking for like seven picks for like each player. My man wanted three good picks and a player for OG and an OB. Like Son, he needs to he needs to get for real. Fam, like I, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it because trade deadline was stupid. Yeah. Um but yeah, going through the box score, um Brunson 37 and nine. Randall 30, 10, and 3. RJ 19, 3, and 2. Quickly 13 and 3. Um, you know. Hartenstein, he gave you some solid minutes. He gave you three blocks. So, you know, shout out to him for continuing that um that that um rim protection that you know he didn't really provide earlier on in his Knicks um tenure. So, you know, shout out to him for you know shoring things up. Um, Sims, man, Sims had a rough night tonight. Yep, he got worked. He fell for every little trick Joel had. Hook, line, and sinker. Joel got his game off tonight. It was not fun to watch. Nope. Not one bit. It, it was just, like, there was nothing he could do about it either. Like, you can try... Like, you really can't play defense either on that because, like, Joel is just going to get to the line for whatever reason. So, really sucked. He tried his best. Like, ultimately, he's still a third drink center, but, like, there's levels to someone like him and Mitch. <sighs> All right. Um, should we get to the ad read before we get to comments? Get to no. it. Uh, I think we spoke about all we can with this game. I mean, you know, typical Knicks. All right, I'm going to get to the ad read, and then we are going to get to comments. So definitely, if you were watching on Twitter, I know that you can't leave comments on Twitter, so pull up to YouTube so that way you can leave a comment. Definitely let us know how you felt about tonight's game. Let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about in particular. 
as we continue to discuss this game and you know everything Knicks because there's a lot of Knicks stuff that happened in the last couple of days. Um, NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. Um, Man, I continue to stink at these Knicks same-game parlays. I have not won one all year. Even though, like, this is my favorite team, and I'm supposed to like know them like the back of my hand or something, but um, you gotta stop betting on the Knicks, man. That's your first mistake. Well, no, because like I keep getting ridiculously close. Like, literally, I missed one parlay today by um, one Randall assist. That was the attic. No, that was a very no. I missed two parlays. Wow, two parlays by Randall assist. You're not making this any better for yourself, dog. I'm not. This is what I get for betting on Randall. <laughs> like, you know, he's either going to have like seven assists or two assists. But, like, he's been having like five plus assists in like mad game straight. So I thought, you know, four plus assists, that's light. But apparently not. You get you get him tomorrow. <laughs> if that's even if I'm like even paying attention to tomorrow's game, I don't even know if I'm going to be home to watch tomorrow's game. Um, I can't deal with back to back stress like this on the weekend. Nope, I just came from work. I'm not dealing this. Um, download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Uh, maybe you can win a parlay, unlike me betting on the Knicks. New customers can bet five dollars on the NBA and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Let's get to some comments. So Hawkeye420 says, one good money thanks to this game. So unlike me, you did win money on this game. So shout out to you, Hawkeye420. Um, predictable as fuck. Shout out to Thibs and his inability to break a zone. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even bring that I didn't even bring that up in my initial, you know, spiel before the ad read, because like that's just common knowledge at this point that this team just doesn't know how to break a zone. Um, I don't expect it to change anytime soon. Um, Kevin Stearns also asks, will the Knicks ever figure out how to beat his own defense? No, they will no. not. <laughs> they won't. Nope. This team, the way that they play basketball, the style of play doesn't lend itself to being able to break a zone. Like breaking break to break a zone you need to have like movement you need to have like guys cutting to the middle you need to have some level of like creativity with your plays to like fake guys out and stuff like that we don't do that like everything is very cut and dry and basic with the Knicks so what you see is what you get and yeah yeah like I you cannot expect that from a Tom Thibodeau coach team, unfortunately. Like, it will never happen because he's just not that creative of a guy. Um, yeah, so 
the Knicks are going to figure out his own defense by shooting their way out of it and essentially just taking the toughest shots possible. And you saw it, like, and you saw in stretches where like Randall would take the mid range shot and it went in. And like, so it wasn't as egregious as other games, but like, man, sometimes they just like go cold. And then when they go cold with the zone, then it's just like, okay, can't do anything about it. Yep. Nothing you can do about it. Um, Kobe says, change up the defensive scheme on the Knicks, and they get paralyzed. Yep, pretty much. I mean, once this team sees zone, it's like deer in the headlights. Don't know what to do. Um, And sometimes they get the open threes, but, like, man, our shooters, they are just, like, so inconsistent. Like, you cannot rely on them to, you know. Yep. Be able to break the zone. Like they shot, we shot 11 or 32 tonight, and almost half of them were from Dukes, which is the problem with this team. And as much as I like the Josh Hart acquisition, he still isn't fixing the fact that, like, unless, like, I won't rule out him rebounding, but it doesn't change the fact that, like, ultimately speaking, Josh Hart isn't going to be hitting five threes in the game for this team anytime soon. And if he does, God bless his soul. If he does, then, like, we won the deadline. But, like, that's the root of the problem. Like, they have one way to win, and they don't get those cheap wins that a lot of teams get where it's like, we hit 18 threes. The Knicks don't get those wins. They rarely get those wins. I think the last time maybe they got a win like that, maybe the second Bulls game, but, like, yeah, that's part of the problem. They don't really get these wins where it's like this team just came in, hit a bunch of threes, and then left. Which is really unfortunate because last year they got a couple wins that way, but that's what happens when you essentially lose your two best shooters, one of them benched, one of them traded. Yeah. Um, Larry Israel says Grimes, Obi, and Deuce 0 for 8 on wide open threes. Yeah, I mean, that that kind of tells you the. I mean, if they each just hit one, that like cuts the gap to like, what did we lose by? We lost by 11. Lost by 11. That's like a two point game right there. Yeah, like, and it's kind of like Grimes going 0 for really stinks. I feel like if he hits a couple threes, maybe it's gets closer, but like, I've seen the takes of, oh, you know, um, other dudes to take more shots. Like, they keep passing them down. Like, Grimes is passing up shots. Quickly is passing up shots. Obi barely gets shots. I just... These guys have to take the shots because nobody else in the team wants to take the shots. So... Yeah, like, I just kind of feel like that's the... That's the worst part of this, where it's just like they still haven't fixed the fact that like offense is going to be very reliant on two dudes. But at the same time, you're ultimately hoping that playing with a bunch like playing a bunch of positive players, good minutes is going to kind of like insulate a lot of the negativity. Like if you play winning basketball and the majority of winnings, you should be able to win more basketball games. But there's always next tax. There's always Knicks tags. Indeed, there's always Knicks tags, unfortunately. So, 
Like, even if you think, you know, you're going to win a game. Like, when we, even, even when we were getting up in the game, it was, like, so hard for me to, like, really get hype because I was like, yo, <laughs> I know what this team is about to do. And lo and behold, they did it. Like, it's just so hard to get, like, hype watching this team sometimes because it's like. That's what I'll tweet. Like, I barely tweet now, like, mainly because I'm, like, half asleep watching these games now (laughs) because I'm, like, exhausted from work. But, like, yeah, I barely tweet now because I'm just, like, I don't want to, like, go through that roller coaster of emotions on the timeline again. Like, that's that's just not fun. Like, going through that roller coaster of emotions with the Clippers game, that was disheartening, to say the least. Oh, that clip! I don't want to talk about that Clippers game. That Clippers game hurt. But I guess we could discuss the heart um, acquisition. Yes. So the Knicks made a trade. If you were living under a rock, um, they acquired Josh Hart. Out goes Cam Reddish, who's starting for the Blazers tonight in his first game. Um, one of the many weird things going on with the Portland Trail Blazers at the moment. The Blazers in hell for whatever reason. <laughs> we know for whatever reason they they like lying, trying to get shit done, but. Not even just lying. They're just like shooting up their dudes, like NFL players. Like, give it a total roll talk. Get on the game. Like, yeah, but I mean, God bless Cam Reddish. Hopefully, they don't make him play through his many injuries that he usually gets throughout the year. Um, but yeah, um, out goes him, out goes Archidiacono, out goes um, Brother Sfee. He is in Charlotte now. That one hurt. Um, <laughs> But yeah, those three are gone. We also gave a protected first round pick of our own. Um, it's lottery protected, I believe. Lottery protected. If it doesn't convert, it um, turns to four second round picks. So basically, if we make the playoffs, they get the pick. Yes. Interesting. Now, I want to talk one about that one first because I feel like a lot of people don't understand why that deal was made. Um, and people are like, well, we had the three protected first that we got from the draft night, and we have the Mavericks first. Why did we use our pick? All right, let's get nerdy. So the Knicks made that pick lottery protected. Why did they make it lottery protected? They want control of their own pick after the draft. So after draft night, they're going to have control of all of their picks and all the protected picks. As we just saw, Kevin Durant, if you were living underneath the rock, Kevin Durant is now a Phoenix Sun. What did the Phoenix Suns trade? They traded Carl Bridges, they traded Cam Johnson, and they traded Simon Drake Crowder. Four unprotected first-round picks. Once you trade four unprotected first-round picks of your own, that means that you can no longer trade first-round picks until two years in the future. That's when you will be able to get another pick. So what the Knicks essentially did was they said our pick and the mass pick are probably going to be around the same range anyway. When we do make our star trade, those protected picks are going to be the only first we can trade, along with all of our seconds. So the Knicks have this mountain of seconds, and they have these three protected first-round picks. What they are doing is essentially going, it might take us three or four to acquire a star, and then afterwards, the only first we're going to have are from those other teams. So let's not use those other first-round picks that are protected. Let's use ours, because ultimately speaking, like you're giving you're maybe what moving up three to four spots in the draft 
they're not taking two players anyway. That was always gonna be the big thing. Like if they didn't use the pick on Josh Hart, they would they would flip they would have flipped one of the picks for another unprotected pick. So like ultimately speaking, they're saying we're going to keep our second round picks as we saw at this trade deadline. Second round picks have been moving like candy. You saw three to five second round picks for basically all of the major deals. Like Jay Crowder costs five second round picks. Um, dumping Devontae Graham costs four second round picks. If there's one thing that the Knicks have is second round picks, which they got clowned for, by the way, because people were like, why are you getting all these second round picks? Turns out the Knicks were pretty much two years ahead of that. But like, that's why they traded their first round pick. Essentially speaking, when they make their star trade, they want the ability to still have capital. And trading that protected first round pick makes no sense to them right now because they want to keep those protected picks for when they need to make their eventual moves. Now, am I saying they're never going to trade a protected first round pick? No. But trading a protected first round pick in this instance doesn't really make sense for them. Trading their pick makes more sense than trading one of those um, external picks. That's capology. I sort of got that. Um... Hopefully, whoever was listening. I, I, I did like a write-up on Twitter, which makes it a little bit easier to understand. But it's just like a matter of them preserving their own assets for the star trade. So interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really didn't care about the pick. Um, I don't really think this team is going to be drafting anybody. Um, maybe except for like with the Dallas pick, but I don't really foresee them using any of those other picks to really draft anybody. So I really didn't um care that much. Um, but yeah, um, I liked I liked acquiring Josh Hart. They also freed up like what two roster spots in the process as well. Yes, they did. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that. I don't really know if they pick up anybody on the buyout market it's mostly like washed up vets basically trying to ring chase or at least like catch a seat on a playoff team's bench um about the will the thrill and Serge Ibaka coming soon to MSG um if there's anyone we should get we should get Terrence Ross because like he loves killing us or whatever it is so you know Terrence Ross might might win us the game not even joking he's he's still got something in the tank um, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what the Knicks do. They they called up, they didn't call it well, yeah, they called up Trevor Keels and Daquan Jeffries to you know sit on the bench and be Archdiacono and Sfi, um, but black. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with those two roster spots. Um, it's interesting that they cleared up two roster spots in the process of that trade. Um, but yeah, I like Josh Hart. Um, there was a free agency year. I think it was the year that we got Fournier. Yeah. That I wanted us to get Josh Hart, or may, it might have been the year before. But there was it was one of those years that I wanted us to get Josh Hart. Here we are, a couple years later, we got Josh Hart. Um, I like what he brings to this team. That was back when Josh Hart was like actually like his three point percentage didn't plummet while being on the Blazers. Um, so that was before that that I wanted him because he was like what around like 34, 35% from three or whatever it was. He was, he was about 35%. Yeah, so like when he was around that, I was like, that's a solid like three and D option. He also gives us great rebounding. So you know, if he can, you know, regress back to his mean, 
of, you know, around that 34, 35% range and, you know, still provide the um, transition play that, you know, has been highly touted of him. That's one thing that a lot of Knicks fans I noticed that who have been making threads and, you know, have been watching the film. have said that he'll help us with our transition offense, which is something that the Knicks definitely do need help with. Um, but yeah, just overall the, the rebounding, and the defense. I love that. Cause you know, you can never have too much of it is my philosophy. So yeah, I like the move. Yeah. I like it too. Um, I like the move mainly because I think it will lend itself to Tibbs and bear with me when I say this best qualities as a coach. I think Tibbs has an issue where he boxes guys into roles, but I think the thing with Josh Hart is you can box him into any role and ultimately he will be productive. Um, He can play the two. He can play the three. He can play the four. You heard Tibbs say he could play the four. I will say this on pod. I guarantee you they're going to run small ball because now Tibbs has a four that he trusts. Um, would not be surprised to see a lot of small ball with those lineups. Um, I don't think it's a matter of whether or not Josh Hart is going to play or not. I think Tibbs is a junkie and Josh Hart might as well be a syringe. Like That man will be playing Josh Hart as much as Josh Hart wants to play. And I think Josh Hart's excited for it, obviously, because Brunson is there. You know, he was teammates with Randall at one point. So, like, I don't think that's much of it. I don't think that's much of an issue anyway. I just like I I wish we got more shooting, but at the same time, like, Josh Hart is a good player. This team needs more good players, and ultimately speaking, the big reason why they got Josh Hart to insulate the RJ Barrett minutes. Because I feel like at this point, Josh Hart is a hedge of OG Ananobi. Um This team wanted OG Ananobi. I don't think that's any and hot size on hard drugs, so yes. no one can get OG Ananobi. Yes, it was essentially they wanted three first round picks on a good player. Um, and then they just lost the Jazz tonight. So shout outs to Masai Ujiri for trying to run it back. Um, I, I I love how like I love how the Raptors and the Bulls were like, oh, Kevin Durant got traded. So, like, yeah, we can definitely make a run for, you know, a spot in the East. Like, get real with yourselves. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking, but they clearly were not thinking sober. Um, But, yeah, so I would not be surprised if you see RJ Barrett come down to, like, 28 minutes a game instead of – 35 because I feel like he might take up Josh Hart might take off like a couple of minutes from him. He might soak off a couple minutes from Brunson, a couple minutes from Randall in some cases. And he's taking all of Deuce's minutes. Deuce McBride is going to be gritty on the bench. Ryan Archie Diakno gave him the mantle and now Deuce must carry it. Um, but yeah, I expect Josh Hart to be probably the sixth man. Um, I think he gets a bit more minutes too quickly, and I think it's a good, like it's a good thing. Um, like you got a good player, you got him a little bit pricey, but ultimately I think you'll be able to afford his next exception. There is a question of well, you're extending Josh Hart, and you have to extend Emmanuel quickly, and you have probably extend Quentin Grimes, and then Artie's on his extension. And then potentially the OB situation. 
Uh, I guess we can talk about Obina a little bit too. But uh, I mean, they're keeping Josh Hart because they want Josh Hart on the team. And bold prediction: I don't think RJ Barrett's on this team much longer. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Josh Hart is a good play. Um, Josh Hart is a good player. He's a good upside play. I mean, he's only 27, so he is compared to the rest of the people on this team, a grizzled veteran. Uh, and ultimately speaking, like he'll help out this team. This team, if this team goes to the second round, which I think they have a chance to do, especially with how the Nets are going to be free falling soon, even though they beat the Bulls, don't buy the fucking bubble. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this team finish, ends up finishing fifth or sixth. And I think they miss. I think they avoid the play entirely. So, if that happens, I think Josh Hart could be the reason why they either take a team close in the first round or even get to the second round. He's just a winning player. He makes winning plays, and ultimately speaking, like the team can use a lot of guys who just kind of have that DNA in them. Brunson has it, obviously, and Josh Hart has it too. Yeah. Um. I would love to drink the Kool-Aid all the way, but this team just has so many bad habits. Like, like Josh Hart is great, but, like, I mean, he's, like, a great role player for this team. Um, But, man, it's going to be so hard to, like, really buy this team fully just because of all the bad habits and wow what the hell is going on in detroit yeah what in god's name is going on over there it's a good old-fashioned tank well i'm i'm enjoying it as as a spurs fan i'm enjoying this you you do the women y'all got teams out here happen classics jalen during 30 and 17 and they wanted to start james wiseman they're going to be starting Jay's. Bro, I guess we could just talk straight deadline. Son! Son, what is good with the Pistons? I don't know, man. I don't even know that deal is going to be illegal. I don't think that deal is going to be legal anymore because James Wise, because remember Gary Pett. I, I, think, I think the Warriors will end up doing it just because, like, yeah, like why, what's the point of bringing James Wise back into that situation? Like, not only is it awkward, it's just like bad for him. Yeah, I, I, I think it still happens, but it's wild that like he's essentially going to be out the rest of the season. Gary Payton Jr. Uh huh. Because the core injury, they said he's out three months. So, yeah, it could. He might just very well be out for the season, which is hilarious. Um, I was not hilarious for him, just hilarious in general. But yeah. Uh... Um, back to our heart discussion really quickly. Kevin Stern says, I can't wait to have a heart closing over RJ. Well, I hope you enjoy it because we're gonna be having a lot. Well, I mean, he started he's he's had quick play over him, he's played Grimes play over him, close over him, you know. Like... It's not wild at all to say, you know, heart would close over him too, like. RJ just hasn't had like a consistent stretch of like really good games to warrant him closing over quick um or Grimes. I mean, maybe today you make the argument that, you know, he was he was rightfully out there instead of um 
he should have actually been out there for Grimes, not quick. I yeah, really I don't understand why quick when Dibs pulls quick. Like there, there's rarely a night where quick should not be on the court. Like he should be on the court closing almost every yeah. game. It should almost always be a decision between Grimes and RJ because Grimes has these nights where he's just like, I want to drive to the basket every play. Like, but yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely it, it, it could happen. Uh, you know, it's also going to depend on, you know, personnel that we're playing that night and, you know, what the matchup warrants. And, you know, some nights it's just going to be Hart's night. And, you know, that's going to be perfectly fine. It's going to be up to the fan base to, you know, not freaking overreact to like every, like, time someone closes over RJ or even every You're time, funny. you know. You're funny. You know, that's, you know that's never going to happen. Of course not. This fan base is, you know, totally sane and totally rational. And, you know, they always make, you know. They was writing Cam Brothers fan fiction for the interview after he got traded. Do you think this team is rational? Bro, they're, they're writing, like, race relations, you know, theses based on, like, Cam Reddish. People not liking Cam Reddish. Like, please get a grip, people. There's bigger fish to fry in the world. Um, Larry yeah, Israel. Huh? We got actual racism. Come on. Yeah, we got actual racism to you know, talk about yeah. Black History Month. Um, Larry Israel. Wow, this definitely doesn't make me feel better. If Grimes had made shots, Julius Randle would have had five dimes and my parlays would have cashed and I would have been $700 plus dollars richer. Um, so, you know, shout out Grimes, you know. Grimes just doesn't care about my money. Um, yeah. Um, Eric McLaurin. This is a new name, or maybe it's new to me because I wasn't here during the trade deadline streams, and maybe you were here. I don't know. Um. Anyways, the only thing RJ does for the bench unit is kill quickly's plus minus. Oof. Ooh, Ouch. Ooh, you're not wrong. Ooh. Ouch. Like, I'm glad y'all seeing it though. Really glad. Ouch. That's that's rough. But it, it, I see what you're saying. I do see what you're saying. And you're not wrong. Um, Chris Bernhardt says, I see the Knicks trading out of this draft for more future capital unless there's someone they desperately want. I doubt it because they need a rotation player to replace Obi. Because I don't think I don't think Obi is long for this roster because at the deadline, in layman's terms, it was essentially put Obi Toppin has a lot of value around the league. Now, that report probably gets out because the Knicks want it out, but it wouldn't surprise me if Obi Toppin has a decent amount of value around the league to the point where, like, Indiana could call. I think the fact that Wolves was surprised that Obi Toppin wasn't traded kind of shows you that, like, they probably didn't want to mess up that and have, like, a backup four situation so late in the season. But I do think that, that like, draft night, Obi Toppin's probably on another team. And the Knicks use their pick to get a backup um, forward. Um, yeah, I, I, I wasn't surprised that that Obi didn't get traded. There just wasn't a lot of like traction, like, um, like with the Josh Hart thing. It was like there was a report that day, like the Knicks had like checked in about Josh Hart, and then like hours later before the the Blazers game it's like oh Josh Hart is leaving the court and I was watching the um the guys on here the mailbag crew 
um the mail dot bag crew um make sure y'all tune into that on the strickland podcast network but they were they were live on here um that day before the trade deadline and they were talking about you know acquiring josh hart and then all of a sudden the the report comes out that he's leaving the court um before the game starts and he's dapping up everybody um and i was like oh shit josh yeah. hart's a nick yeah, I literally tweeted out. I was like, "Oh, he's a Nick," and then it turns out Josh Hart's a Nick. And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, that makes sense." Like, that's, a, that's like the first time like collectively a, a, a fan base was able to like correctly, you know, yeah, like us as a fan base was correctly able to you know call that out. Um, but yeah, yeah, literally it was like four minutes apart. I tweeted at like eight fifty seven, and then the, no, not even four, one minute, and then the, and then the um nobody came from Woj. Speaking of which, Rose was in his Duffy. Finally got on the Shams. My man was saving it. We'll see what happens this offseason, but right now we'll jump one out for the season. Um, but yeah, ultimately good move from Josh Hart. I guess we have to talk about like the big thing that happened at the deadline. Uh, the probably the, probably the greatest deadline trade of all time. Uh, Matt Ishbia walked in, got the ownership, and went, I... And now Kevin Durant is one of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, first of all, hilarious how that ended. Um, Rest in piss to the Brooklyn Nets. Absolutely. I don't even know if they're going to pay care um Cam Johnson because they're in like, luxury tax hell. They got like 8 billion wings on the roster. Their ball handers are Spencer Dinwiddie and fucking and Cam, Cam Thomas. Thomas. And Edmund Sumner. And Patty Mills, like, and Ben Simmons. Oh, he didn't count anymore, man. That man is, that man need a priest. Ah, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the Suns are probably the favorite to win the championship now. I just, that's a hard team to stop. And even though with the Boston's depth, like, the fact that they could arguably have the two best players in the series makes it a really hard proposition for me. So, Suns obviously look like their favorites. Another team that's essentially traded out of their first-round picks, which means, again, sooner or later, the Knicks are just going to not have a market for teams. Um, but, yeah, good trade for them. Uh, I guess I can just find a list of trades. Uh... Um. Yeah. I mean, the KD the KD trade was interesting because also like they didn't have to get rid of Aiton, weirdly enough, which everyone thought they would have to do, or at oh, least I, everyone thought that I, like I, the I Nets would push to. for it. I thought the Suns probably wanted to get rid of Aiton and the, yeah, the but but the Nets have Claxton, so I doubt they cared about Aiton as much. Yeah, and also what you call it, um. Everyone, everyone says like this deal makes the Go Bear trade look even worse now because it's like yeah, KD is like exponentially better than Rudy Gobert, and that's what he went for. The a lot of people are counting the Nets though because they they just thought the Nets didn't do a good job of getting more for um, KD. I mean, how how much more are you gonna get? It was one team more less. picks. <laughs> you can't get more picks. They traded all the picks they could trade. The Suns, the Suns were the only team in the NBA that didn't have any additional assets from any other team. Mm. 
So like they had no avenue. Further in the future, picks they, like they, seven first round picks. They did like they traded all the picks they could. Where they were legally allowed to trade. So yeah, like oh wait, because the jazz. I mean the um the the Timberwolves were able to trade more picks because they had like other people's picks, right? No, they traded the Timberwolves traded three unprotected. They traded Walker Kessler's rights, and then they traded um the twenty twenty nine pick top five protected, I believe. I could have sworn they traded like five picks. Yeah, it was four first round picks of their own, and then Walker Kessler was treated as the fifth pick because he was made the selection was made, but they never like signed him. Oh, okay. So it was considered five first round picks essentially. Um, and then like same thing happened with the Cavs, where they traded like three first round picks and then the rights to Ochai Akbaji. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a little interesting wrinkle. Also, I need the Rockets to do me a solid and hold on, please, please hold on. Um, at least keep us within the game. Not a game, sorry, a half game of a uh, six. But but yeah, uh, that, that's how it shook out. Uh, I guess we could talk about some other trades as well. Um, the Clippers getting Eric Gordon. That's a good move to me. Yeah. Uh, they they made they made some, let's say, okay moves. They got rid of Reggie Jackson. That's always a plus. Um, and they got Mason Plumley. He, he's 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 okay. Like, that's like they got a decent backup big. Which is nice for them to see. Like he's Hartenstein light in a way. And yeah, you know, he has the passing chops and whatnot. And the team was interested in Hartenstein, so like they kind of got like a facsimile of him, which is pretty funny. Um, I really like the Mascala trade from the Celtics. That was such a good trade. Like they didn't give up anything, right? Just, like, they gave up two, se- yes, two second round picks. Jackson, who got waived. Like that was that was such a good deal, man. Like, God, Celtics are just so damn good. Brad Stevens is somehow good. It's so bizarre to me that the Nets didn't like decide to like trade like at least two of those Seth extra Curry. wings. They could have gotten like three second round picks for Seth Curry, guaranteed. They could have traded Seth. They could have traded like DFF. We would have taken Seth. They could have. They have traded a whole bunch of their their guys and got even more assets for them if that's what they really wanted to do. Um, I mean, like I, they just, it seems like they just want to re re remake that D'Lo team, like just like you know one All Star and you know a bunch of solid role players that know their role and you know <laughs> it's a fun playoff team with vibes again. Yeah, I just. I'm surprised that they didn't make more trades. Cause I feel like a lot of teams they get they got hyped up for saying that two trades are gonna happen or whatever. But like damn, come on. Jesus. Of course the fucking rockets are choking, man. Oh I'm, I'm, So my, is everyone just hate watching Cam Reddish on the Blazers. No, right no, now? I'm watching uh the Rockets versus Heat. So the Heat 
to lose and then the heat hit oh. but um you're relying on a tanking team to you know pull out a win sometimes man sometimes you kind of need did it. you see steven silas reading off his script the other night come on man <laughs> also, that camera's, team is not serious camera's got five points and three shots the tr- the tweets are starting the tweets are starting Honestly, I'm so glad that he's off this team. Not because like I like hate this guy with everything in my soul, but like the discourse that he brings to this fan base is absolutely insane. He like, had um put it up posters on 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 the on the train station. Like I wouldn't even touch those train station things with a 20 foot pole. Like those things are so filthy. People are out there putting like their hands and and putting posters on the ugh, gross we're in a pandemic like what y'all doing not even that but they're just like gross like the amount of people that like, piss on them and shit like but um you're not wrong yeah i mean this the discourse that, that that guy brings to this fan base i mean people they end up like going like to the ultimate extreme when discussing him like you can't say anything wrong about him um, or else you hate good basketball, you're racist, like all these other things. Like, it's just insane. There's no reasonable basketball talk when discussing um, Mr. Cameron Reddish with, with fellow Knicks fans. So, you know, glad he's off this team. Hopefully the discourse can, you know, be put to an end. If he even puts up 10 points tonight, you know, there's going to be those weirdos that are out there, you know, taking victory laps, whatever. Um, I'm just glad that he's off this team. Um, because you know, the fan base can you know go back to discussing real issues that matter, like the head coach that is stupid. Um, yeah, because you know, that's that's the real enemy, Knicks fans, not each other. The coach, let's focus our eyes on that. Um, and on that note. JL says this team loses so many stupid games. There is no way that I trust them to even win a play in game, let alone a playoff series. So this goes back to what you were saying about Josh Hart helping us win a playoff series. I agree with JL. I don't I think agree. they're going to lose two play in games. And if they do, then they. This team has it in them. They have it in them. We've seen them lose two games that they shouldn't have lost this year already i mean fair but like uh i i cannot see that happening i'm sorry like Uh, okay and like these playing games most of the playing games that i've seen at least have gone like down to the wire at the end of games you need like a guy to like get you there besides jalen brunson who else do you trust on this team with the ball in their hands at the end of the game manual quickly yeah but like is dibs gonna like really give enable him to have the ball at the end of the game? No, that's a different question. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I just, I think they... The guys that Thibs enables to have the ball at the end of the game are like, well, one of them is the last guy I would trust with the ball in his hands in these moments because like his brain is just like mashed potatoes when it gets to these moments. But, um, and yes, I am speaking of Julius Randle. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just Jalen Brunson, but like when teams like, because teams they're gonna double that at the end of games and in, in, in like these high pressure playing games or whatever it is. But what is the team's game plan after that? Like, just keep swinging the rock or like, I don't know. 
This shit instant impact, bro. Oh my god, they acting like Cam Reddish is him. Nasty. Um, and they started to re- repost the video. I need y'all to stop. Um, but yeah, ah, uh, I, I, I have faith in this team, like winning the plan. I don't, I don't know how you do it. Cause like this team, they will they will be on pace for like the greatest win of the decade, and then somehow turn it into like the worst loss in twenty five years. <sighs> I guess we can talk about uh, the Lakers trade as well. Um, no, first let's talk about the Raptors trade because that was the dumbest trade of the fucking. That was the dumbest trade of the deadline. So they they decided to become buyers. I don't understand why. Well, I I mean their reasoning is because you know Katie got traded. They feel like the East is, you know, a little bit more wide open for them. But hey, Houston, tighten it up. Let's go. Good luck trying to you know make the the plan. Uh, I they're not making the plan, dude. They're not making the okay. If they make the plan, they're gonna be tenth. Like. I wouldn't be surprised if Washington don't make it out of the play-in. I wouldn't be surprised that Washington made it over them. And if Washington makes it over them, we need Washington to clutch up against the Bulls and then beat the Hawks, so that way we we get their pick. But um, that's also probably another reason why they traded their pick because Washington has a chance to make the um playoffs. But yeah, I just I do not buy Toronto. Them trading a top six protected pick is wild, given the fact that they are, I think right now they're eighth, and they might lose Fred VanVleet, Gary Trent Jr., or both, and then still might even trade OG and Anobi. So like, I don't know why you would give a top six protected pick, because right now that pick would be going to the Spurs. So. I, hell if I know what they're doing, dude. Like, holy shit, that 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 makes no sense whatsoever. Um, like I wish I had takes because like that that trade literally made no sense when I saw it. And as again, like, yeah, Yaka is nice, but now whoever gets benched because you're starting Yaka Purtle, whoever gets benched is going to probably be bolting. And it could probably be Gary Trent Jr. And Gary Trent Jr. is not going to be staying. And you're not going to pay him, like, $20 million to be a sixth man. No. So he's gone. So you didn't trade him for whatever reason. Should have just traded him to us. Exactly. Like, you should have just traded him. Got at least three second-round picks or whatever. Um, Same thing with, like, uh, the Bulls not making moves. Like, you could have sold all some pieces there. Uh, the Zach Levine rumor is all from Chicago. Stop giving it hype, man. When I saw, I was at work, and I was on my my prep period, so I had another teacher like watching my class, and I'm like looking at my phone, I'm like, why the hell is there a report about Zach Levine to the Knicks? Like, what? Like that that was so random. Like there was no developments of that. Like we had heard before that there was interest at least but like 
That was so random for out of nowhere during the trade trade deadline for it to be like, oh, you know, Zach Levine. I mean, Knicks are discuss Knicks and Bulls are discussing a uh, Zach Levine thing, but it was like you said, so obviously came from Chicago side. Like they're just trying to like at least like draw up some type of interest or at least you know let people know that you know he's available. I, I saw there was a report too that you know. Zach, like most of the locker room doesn't bang with with, with Zach Levine, like which I which I agree with. Like PSA, anytime you see a X team is interested in X player, it's the team that's trying to trade said player leaking that they're interested. So that way they can start a market. When you saw the Knicks leak um interest in Josh Hart leaked, it's because the Knicks probably already placed an offer the bull. The Blazers were seeing if anybody could beat it, and once nobody was able to beat it, that the Knicks got Josh Hart. Mm, so when sense. you see interest, it means the other team is leaking said interest. You saw yeah. like the, the leak for the bowl, where it's like, oh, the Mavericks, the Lakers, the Knicks, and I think the Heat would be interested in Zach Levine. It turns out the Mavericks didn't care, and the Lakers didn't care, and the Knicks probably don't care because the Knicks, the only way they wanted Zach Levine was essentially. Rose Fournier and a top of the rotation young player, which you could just put in quotes over top it, <laughs> because clearly that came from Tibbs's camp. Tibbs is and, and in the same article, they were like, "Yeah, the team sees it as um, a side grade at best." So yeah, like that's not gonna be a Nick. I'm not worried about that. As long um, as he's not a Nick, I'm good, man. Dude, um, that contract is nasty, and they know it. He has no knees. I don't understand why. Like, there was someone the other day that tweeted, like, he's a future Hall of Famer. I had to, like, rub my eyes. Um, But, yeah. Next game. Tomorrow. Versus, versus the Jazz. <clears throat> jazz, did they make any moves yesterday? Uh, the Jazz, not yesterday. They just did the Westbrook trade. Uh, that was it. I could have sworn they they acquired some people, or was mm. that in the Westbrook trade? Because I know that was, they that was in the Westbrook trade. They acquired. I know they acquired Damian Jones and Juan Toscano Anderson. Juan Toscano Anderson deserves Utah. By the way, that feels right. Um, but yeah, no, no. No it. way did the Rockets just allow that. What happened? The game's tied. No, it's not. Not anymore. No, game's tied. Nope, not anymore. What happened? They just allowed an alley-oop for the win. No. Yes. No! Yes. I hate this fucking idiot. They allowed Jimmy Butler to get a wide-open alley-oop dunk. Are you? At the buzzer, basically. Are you kidding? Bro. What kind of shit? Well, there goes, you know, Houston, you know, doing us a favor. Oh, my God, bro. You know. Are you fucking kidding? We'll be back a half game tomorrow. God. Jason Tate, I don't know what in his mind told him to just switch off Jimmy Butler and not communicate to the rest of his team that he was getting off of him. Literally, Jimmy Butler had the most free two points of the night. I, okay, end the stream. I don't want to do this anymore. That that pissed me off. Wait, anyway, we play the Jazz tomorrow. Uh, other than the Westbrook trade, I don't think they made any other significant moves. Um, 
you know, they got rid of um, Nikhil Alexander Walker. That's a win. They got rid of um, Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. They acquired Jimmy. Um, not Jimmy. I'm saying Jimmy because he just won the game for the Heat. But um, they acquired Russell Westbrook, who most likely will be bought out, even though despite most rumors, the GM for the Jazz said, you know, they'll let Westbrook take his time and his decision or whatever it means. Um, basically, it means they're going to buy him out and he's going to sign with whoever he wants to, whether it be the Chicago Bulls, LOL. How about he not fallen? <laughs> or the um or the the Miami Clippers. Heat or, or the Clippers. Clippers um you know those are all options for him but yeah we play the Jazz tomorrow um I don't know what their teams are really looking like I'm surprised they kept oh yeah they also got rid of Mike Conley um yeah so what what the hell's their team uh it's they they got everybody like except for like Mike Conley. Oh, they got like Sexton. Let me check their. Let me check who played for them today because that'll give me a good insight into who will go off tomorrow at MSG. Probably be Sexton starting instead of um. Yeah, it's Sexton and 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 starting with Markinen at the three. Oh, going back to his Cleveland days, playing the three. He usually um, plays the three for them. Hmm. He usually plays the three for them. For the Jazz. Yeah, he does. He usually plays the three. Sworn he plays the four. They play Olenek and they play Kessler. That's that's recent though. Before no, earlier in the year, it, he used to it play was the four. it was um Vanderbilt and Kessler. Um, it was Vanderbilt with uh sorry Olenek. They were he's he's played the three most of the year. Seriously? Yeah. What the hell? That I mean, he's so weird. He's good enough to do besides it. Cleveland. True, but yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I said, wow, that I team is so weird. Their team is weird, but like they got a bunch of decent players. Like I think they could probably win. like it's a good team. I wouldn't be surprised if they won. Um, tomorrow, I mean, anyone could beat us. I mean, the Magic was giving us problems the other night. Drew, I wonder where Jordan Clarkson didn't play though. Uh, I don't think they'll buy him out or anything. Doesn't seem well, so. Not, uh. Really yeah, he, was under, like, he was under the weather. Okay. Yeah, bullshit. okay. All right. Yeah, okay. So the weather. All right. But, uh, going on? I, I think they win that game tomorrow. The I Knicks? think yeah, I, I think Julius Randle will weirdly like oh, well, not weirdly, but he'll get up for this game. I I just kind of have a feeling. Um I don't know. I'm not gonna predict anything about the Knicks because they are too unpredictable. They're like they're unpredictable, but they're so predictable. They're predictable in the ways that they are unpredictable. All right, who who you think in this game off then? Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Kelly Olynyk, man. I was thinking the same thing. White, six foot ten, whatever it is, shooting big man. Oh my! Like the drain God. threes. We gonna be ease. He's smoking us tomorrow. Oh. Bro, Son almost had a triple double today. He's Rudy, definitely getting his game off. Rudy Gay dropping a cool ten points on us. Uh, He almost had a triple double too. What? Yeah, he had nine, seven, and eight. Yeah, we about to get. And Olenek had fifteen, seven, and eight. Some they about to give us some work.
work. I ain't even gonna lie. How many block walk requests are I gonna get tomorrow? I'm thinking like a good, a clean four. Like whatever walk. Yeah, none today. Are, so you know he's got to make up for it somehow. Exactly the way he was block, way he was blocking shots. Not to mention like I, I don't know. I just got a feeling. I got a feeling he'll get this. He'll get his game off. But um, I need Jericho Sims to you know wake take up it and personally. Be ready for this game. Like, come on, man. He's too busy thinking about the dunk contest. That's his problem. I need I need Grimes to wake up tomorrow too. Like, just like make threes, man. Just shoot threes. Stop driving. Stop. <laughs> You're a shooter. It'll never happen. That was your profile <laughs> coming out of the draft. You're a shooter. Shoot, please. Oh man. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully they're able to. <sighs> they just beat the Raptors, and the Raptors always spank the hell out of us. So who knows? Um, shout out to everyone that tuned in. I know it's a Friday night, and you know you probably didn't want to listen to people talk about the Knicks losing. So we talked about a whole bunch of other things, and we hope you enjoyed that as well. Um, check out everything Stricken related in the description. We got a whole bunch of new um, articles up on the site that have to do with Josh Hart and the trade deadline and all that good stuff. Check that out. Um, you know, great content as usual. We're, uh, we also got links to the Patreon merch and Twitter, all great ways to support us, all great ways to, you know, keep up with what we're doing. We are also on Instagram at the strict land. Twitter is so unpredictable. The other day, it just stopped working for like two hours. In moments like those, you need the Strickland. You can find us at the Strick.land. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'll be back tomorrow. I might be back tomorrow. I don't know. Um, we'll see. But, um, yeah, tomorrow, Knicks versus Jazz in the nighttime. Um, we will see you then. Good night, folks. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you mean cellar. the mini fridge? It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcast. Yes.